Hello and welcome to You Can Do Big Things. I'm Katie, a mindset and success coach dedicated to helping women just like you build a mindset for success, achieve their goals and level up in all areas of their life. This podcast is the place where I share positive vibes and practical guidance to help fire up your motivation, empower you to go after your dreams and give you the confidence to do the things that scare you. I'll be sharing insights into my story alongside the actionable tips, tools and advice that I use with my private clients. I'm here to show you that your potential is limitless. So if you're ready to dive in, it's time to realise you can do big things. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This week I'm joined by Ellie who is a psychological coach and lifestyle and branding photographer. Welcome Ellie. Hello. So this episode I'm so excited about because it's a bit different to lots of the previous episodes that I've done and we are going to be speaking all about the expectations of modern life and really how we can remain authentic to ourselves and go against the norm despite all of the pressures and expectations that society puts on us. So Ellie if you don't mind just giving us a quick intro to you and what brought you to coaching and in particular kind of this area of interest. Yeah sure thanks Katie. Um, so I'm, as you said, I'm a psychological coach and a lifestyle and branding photographer, primarily for other people in this industry. So other entrepreneurs. Um, so I have multiple things going on. <laughs> yes, I did. I did do your photos. Um, it was a pleasure to photograph you. And so as a coach, I work predominantly with millennials and I kind of focus on improving their overall mental well-being so as you said kind of overcoming the challenges and pressures that come with kind of nav- navigating modern life at the moment and um, this tends to include things like coping with uncertainty which obviously we all know a lot about in the past kind of year with the pandemic um, dealing with overwhelm the pressure of expectation whether that's kind of expectation that comes from society and and kind of social norms or our peers or our family or even from ourselves Um, and just kind of understanding our place in the world better and how to kind of move forward in a way that really feels fulfilling and true to ourselves. Um, I guess the overarching thing in my coaching is anything that's going to make that person feel more happy, more content, more almost at home in themselves um, and grounded as well and I guess I basically came to this area of coaching I think because I was sort of sick of desperately trying to like figure everything out and live up to this standard of how we all kind of should be whether that's um, in a career or in relationships or in friendships or where we're living um, and kind of hitting these different milestones whilst also being able to almost package it up in this really nice neat box and like articulate it all to someone in a way that's comfortable and easy and it all just felt really not good for me Um, and I kind of thought I'm sure there must be other people that feel this way. I um, had a degree in psychology and then I was doing my coaching diploma and so I think I started naturally having more conversations around this kind of thing and realized that a lot of people do actually feel this way particularly in this generation so I guess people between 
probably around like 20 to 40 or so at the moment. Um, and I think for me, the, the main thing that I felt at that point was like, that there wasn't kind of a place for me in the world where I didn't really understand where I fit into all of this because it felt like I didn't fit into that nice neat package and I didn't know how to make that happen and so instead I then started kind of talking about it and figuring out well what else is out there and what other explanations are there for this to kind of embrace it and so that's where I then came to this area of coaching specifically. Amazing I absolutely love it I find all of this stuff so fascinating and I guess guess there are kind of two arms to it really the the pressures and expectations of society to do certain things kind of at certain times and hit certain milestones in our life even down to like what our career should look like what our body should look like what success looks like but then you kind of also work with your clients um in terms of like that they don't have to fit in this one single box and that we are multi-dimensional humans and like even yourself, you are a psychological coach, but you are also a photographer on the side as well. And accepting that you don't have to just kind of have this one career path or this one part of your personality. Like I even think a lot of the time, everyone always says that I'm an extrovert, which of course, to some extent, I am definitely an extrovert for obvious reasons, but I very much recharge by being by being alone and I absolutely love being by myself I love my own company like I am more than happy to spend a whole weekend not seeing anyone and just doing things by myself mm-hmm. and that often really surprises people and when I do like surveys or, or we did kind of this this session at work a few months ago and I came out as a complete extrovert and then when she was going through almost like the criteria of being an extrovert I was like actually a lot of those things don't resonate with me And I guess that's a lot of the work you do with your clients, that you don't have to have this one personality type or this one career um, and and you don't have to fit in one certain box. There can be blurred lines between them. Yeah, absolutely. I think also sometimes our our brain likes to almost latch on to these nice stories that make sense and they kind of lead on from each other. And actually, I think that's not really how we work as humans. Like you said, we are multi-dimensional and we're often kind of incongruent and there's parts of us that feel like they conflict with each other and it doesn't all necessarily work nice and neatly together but that's not necessarily a problem it's just that maybe sometimes our brains are so conditioned to think that that's how it should be and it should just be like one nice story that kind of leads on from one thing to the next um so it can feel uncomfortable when it's not like that but actually I think there's also so many benefits to that that way of being as well yeah absolutely and in terms of like the pressures of society I think that's something that's maybe even been heightened even more over the last couple of months and even the last couple of days when obviously the COVID restrictions have been lifting and there does feel like this pressure to be meeting people and having all these social plans and getting all these things in the diary and even going back into the office and even that in itself has probably increased this pressure in a way that we should be doing certain things and we should be seeing our friends and we should be going to restaurants and we should be going to bars and and even on obviously the first day that the 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 lockdown restrictions were lifted my social media was flooded of people saying I can't wait to go out for dinner tonight I can't wait to go to the pub I've got all these plans and like in all fairness I I didn't have any plans for probably the first couple of weeks like nothing in my life changed and I think looking back a few years ago that would have really stressed me out and made me feel Mm. like oh my gosh I should have plans because everybody else does and that's the done thing 
So how do you really see these things showing up with your clients? Obviously kind of the COVID restrictions lifting is one thing, but are there other areas of people's life that you often see these pressures feeding into? So I know you mentioned about careers. Um, for me, kind of what my body should look like has been a massive thing that's stuck around in my life for a good few years based on kind of things that I've seen on social media and what we're led to believe is the way that we should look. Mm. Are there any kind of particular places that this tends to show up in most people's lives or, or where your clients seem to struggle? Yeah, yeah, that's a really interesting one. I think um, if there's almost two different like sides to it because there's the pressure of expectation in the more kind of bigger picture of your life and that's where the hitting of milestones comes in and things like um wanting to be successful or to have reached a certain um level within your career by a certain age or to be earning a certain amount by a certain age um to have a secure romantic relationship by a certain age be starting a family by a certain age all that kind of thing and then on the other side there's the more kind of everyday pressures um of things like you mentioned of feeling like you should be socializing a certain amount or you should be doing x y and z that your friends are doing or you should be going on these like um holidays that look really fun and luxury and all that kind of thing where where they're the, the smaller things and i guess things like what you should be eating every day and you should be going to the gym and those are the more like everyday ones and I think what I notice because I, I work with all genders and I think when I work with men I notice that the focus seems to be a lot more on um, being successful or whatever they deem as successful which is something that I often challenge but you know getting the certain job that they want, like climbing the career ladder, reaching that next promotion, um, how much they're earning, how they show up in their life in terms of, um, I guess, being the one that's kind of always strong and doesn't show too much emotion, um, that kind of thing. And then with the women that I work with, it tends to be more around body image, relationships, um, motherhood is a big one, especially when you get to a certain age. But I do also think in more recent years, like the past maybe couple of decades, the women are now also really feeling the pressure on the career side of things as well. And it's like, suddenly you have to be able to do all of it. You need to like look pretty, be working out, be eating well, be having a successful career and progressing with it, be earning as much as men, hopefully, um, also be thinking about having a child, like everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And do you think these are things that have always been around and maybe just heightened in the last few years, kind of with social media and our access to information, or do you think there just is more pressure day to day now for us to be ticking all of these boxes and achieving these things I think it's a mixture but I think the you know anxiety and depression as mental health issues specifically have grown exponentially over the past like few decades and probably longer and that I feel like that's not a coincidence that that has coincided with technology getting more advanced and social media kind of booming and 
I think there is an element of, you know, all this information that we get, not only things like the news and what celebrities are doing, but even just being able to see what virtually anybody is doing online at the touch of a button, um, it definitely increases that kind of level of comparison that's going on and being able to kind of feel like we are less than in some way. And it's very easy to forget that we only see certain parts of a person's life on social media or we only see certain things on the news. Um, and I, I actually, I heard something the other day that was over the past 30 years, the amount of information that we absorb from the media has increased by 350%. Wow. Which when, you know, we, our brains haven't adapted that quickly to be able to handle that. So that somewhere something's got to give, like that's not just not gonna work. We're not gonna be able to function at our like most happy and productive level if we're trying to absorb that much information. Um, that we haven't adapted to absorb. So yeah, I think that's definitely a big one. I think um, along with that, I, I think the way of living has also just increased and we're, you know, living probably more fast paced. Um, there is definitely more expectation, but I don't know, maybe there's kind of that connection between the two. Um, maybe it is seeing all this other stuff on social media and, and, just in the media in general that has also contributed to us increasing our way of living and and it all just kind of comes together in a perfect like storm am i allowed to swear i don't know of course you're allowed to oh, everyone <laughs> I, was, I was going <laughs> i was going to say the perfect shit storm and then i was like oh no i don't know if i'm allowed to swear i'll just say storm <laughs> you can come to this podcast as your authentic self there yeah. are excellent yeah there's no <laughs> pressure to not to be polite and not swear okay great well that stat is honestly so interesting and I think the way like the the decade that we've grown up in you've almost it's become so normal that it's just a huge part of our life and thinking back to a time however many decades ago when like we didn't have access to that information we couldn't just open up our laptops or open up our phones and be bombarded with what everyone else is doing and, and actually feel like we're living people's lives with them, even down to what people are eating for breakfast, what time they're waking up in the morning. You can really follow people's every single step now. And actually it seems so foreign to think that it wasn't that long ago that none of those things existed, but yeah. now so ingrained as part of our day-to-day -day life. And it makes it very, very difficult, if not almost impossible to not be looking around and not comparing yourself to other people and thinking oh well they're doing that so I should be doing that as well mm. something that I was wondering is do you find that it's often like a conscious cons conscious decision that people as a tongue twister a <laughs> decision that people are making to pursue a certain career path or do a certain thing based on kind of what they've seen or the expectations out there or does it seem to be something that's more unconscious that this has become so ingrained as part of the norm and what we do in society that sometimes we don't even realize that these things are happening under the surface and um, I guess one of the real benefits of coaching is having somebody there that really challenges where these things are coming from and and those assumptions and when you're saying oh I should be doing this because it's just the done thing do you think a lot of the time we don't even realize that we're being influenced by these, these decisions and that's really determining the path that we're following? 
Yeah, for sure. I think it's an interesting one because I like to look at most things as being on a continuum rather than seeing them as very like black and white and it's either this or it's that. And I guess that's where the whole message of like, you you don't have to fit onto one pathway or one career or in one neat box, you can have like a whole multitude of things going on and you don't have to just pick one. And I think it's similar with this. I don't think it necessarily is either subconscious or a conscious choice. I think it's probably somewhere on on that spectrum and it's probably probably different for each person as well depending on um kind of the background that you've had and the way you've grown up and just all different kind of um elements of your life and also kind of your level of self-awareness and definitely working with a coach is something that will probably change that but I think from such a young age we are really conditioned by what's going on around us and sometimes I just think isn't it like strange to think that virtually everything in our life that we perceive is basically just like a construct that has been at some point almost like made up and has then just become the norm and we've just all kind of taken it as like yep that's the way we do things and and now it's so like that so, is so ingrained that you do just assume that's the right way to do things in in some way. So I definitely think there's a huge element of it just being so ingrained and subconscious. But I also think more recently there's a lot more conversation around it and people are definitely a lot more aware of it. But um, it's interesting because the awareness isn't always enough to counteract it like I know all of that but that doesn't mean I'm someone that's just immune to all all like societal norms and doesn't feel that pressure anymore and doesn't like buy stuff when I see an advert or feel like I should I don't know be thinking about settling down and stuff like that of course I'm I still feel all of that but I think um having the awareness of it is definitely the first step yeah absolutely and even when you were saying that it made me think about like my own story of like going to school and then finishing school and just everybody went to uni. I think 95% of people yeah. in my year at school went to uni. That was just the done thing. It wasn't even questioned. And you were the exception if you didn't go on and do some sort of higher education. And like, as I'm sure you know, I very much followed like the career path that I thought was the successful career path, doing my doing a uni degree, then doing a professional qualification and then starting to work at a, a big company. And, and I think I just assumed until I met people that completely contradicted that, that working in a big shiny office was success. That was the place that I wanted to be. And, and even now having conversations with my parents, they don't understand why I would ever give that up because for them, that's that's what it, it looks like to have made it. Um, mm -hmm. So I do think, like you said, kind of it is probably a generation thing as well. And actually there is so much more awareness about it now. And I do feel like we're almost starting to come out the other side in terms of what success, what, what what health, what happiness, what people's timelines look like and actually accepting the fact that not everybody has to tick these boxes by a certain time and success looks can look completely different to everybody and we don't need to follow this one set path. Um, but maybe I was just more naive to it when I was younger. But yeah, like I said, when I was at school, 
everybody without even thinking about it it was just the done thing you just went to uni and yeah you were you were the odd one out if you didn't go and it's kind of over time just became so normal whereas I do feel like now it's actually slightly different I don't Mm. I don't feel like it's assumed so much that people go to uni and then go into an office job yeah that's a positive story I guess that hopefully we're coming we're coming out the other side of it and and in a way social media probably is a a great (laughs) a great way of us seeing a variety of people in different jobs and kind of pursuing different things in their life yeah also (laughs) taking it with a pinch of salt Mm. I think um on social media like social media isn't necessarily the demon it's it has some positive aspects to it but I think it's just we've sort of learned to use it in the wrong way a lot of the time and we need to kind of be a bit more conscious about that if we want it to stick to the more kind of beneficial side of things um but yeah it's interesting what you said about the university thing because I don't know if you knew that I went to university straight after school when I had literally just turned 18 I turned 18 and then a week later I moved to go to university to train in dance um this yeah so I used to be a dancer really wanted to be a dancer or teach dance or be a choreographer so I went to do that and then after about four months I basically completely burnt out and had like a mental health crisis and had to leave and come home and then I spent two years as like almost like two gap years I guess well one one year was the rest of that what would have been my first year of university um and spent some time working just doing a job that like paid me some money and gave me the space to actually think about things and work on stuff myself and that's when I then went back to university to study psychology and it was just so much better for me and a much better decision and looking back I know like the first time that I went it was purely because everybody was going and it was the done thing to do and I felt a lot of pressure to just go so I did and actually it was wasn't the right thing for me oh I didn't know that story yeah and it's so true like we become so conditioned over time that we should be doing these certain things and we should be following these certain paths that yeah we we don't have that awareness of actually what feels right for me what would I be doing if I didn't know what anyone else was doing I actually read something else what job would you be doing if nobody else knew what job you had yes dance about it nobody knew what your job title was what would you actually want to be doing? And I think it's a question that we so often don't ask ourselves. I love that so much. I think that's actually something I made a note about for later. Look, we're so on the same page. (laughs) One question that I have, I know you said about awareness um, and so often we don't have that level of awareness. If somebody is thinking, right, I'm on a path that I'm not happy with. I don't feel like this is true to me. I don't feel like I'm able to, to be myself, whether it's through a job or a relationship or, or whatever. Almost what advice would you give them to start really digging deep into what they what they really want out of life and, and what feels good for them? Is there almost a starting point? Yeah, so I do actually have a free download on my website as well, which kind of takes people through the steps I go through with myself and my clients to almost like disentangle this like pressure of expectation from the true version of ourselves in and kind of dealing with those pressures in modern life. But some kind of key points in that would be 
initially, I think getting clear on your core values is really, really important. And I know this gets spoken about a lot, but I think it's actually really underrated. Like, um, and also I think there's sometimes maybe a perception that your core values are just your core values forever. And once you've, you know them once, that's it. And they're just kind of a list that you know, but actually they can change a lot. Again, it's one of those things that like, it's on a continuum, it's not black and white like one week your values might be something different to the next week or definitely over the course of your life of course your values are going to change as your kind of priorities change and um things like that so I think going back to them regularly and getting really clear on what your core values are if you're able to kind of get them down to around I don't know maybe five because if you've got like a huge massive long list then they're probably not really core values they're just like things that you like and things that you enjoy um and I think a good way to get really clear on that is looking at what you spend most of your time and money on which can sometimes be a bit uncomfortable because it might be I think this is another area where people are almost susceptible to pressure because they will write down that their values are the things that they think they should value or the things that they think their parents would want them to value or the things that their friends value or even the things that they wish they did value and actually we we want to know what you actually are valuing right now and the easiest way to see that is what are you most willing to spend your time and your money on right now um and if you look at that and you notice that actually those things aren't necessarily what I want to value, those things aren't necessarily the things that are making me happy, it's then getting clear on what what do you want those things to be? Like, how can you, what do you want to be moving closer to? Is it switching that maybe you look at what you're spending most of your time and money on and I don't know, some of it is maybe you are working towards buying a car that you've really wanted for ages and you notice that a lot of your money is going towards saving for that or a lot of your money is going on paying off the finance for that car and then you think actually how much happiness is that thing bringing me not actually that much and I think um doing these experiences with my friends would actually bring me more happiness then maybe it's about switching up where you're spending that time and money um I think also really key to gain awareness of the areas that you are most susceptible to feeling that pressure from society, peers, parents, whoever it is. Um, because like you said, they are so ingrained in us and have been there for so long that it can be very easy to not even recognize that they are pressures and they're not actually things that we want. So just kind of sitting down and figuring out, you know, what, what are the, things that I'm currently striving for maybe you're working towards a promotion maybe you're working towards a car that you want maybe you're working towards buying a house maybe you're working towards finding a romantic relationship and then really looking at them and thinking does this actually align with those core values that I want to have and the things that truly make me feel joy and make me feel content or do I feel like these are coming from somewhere else and actually this is where I was going to mention the thing that you just said. Another great way to figure that out is if nobody could see what you were doing, not only for a job, but nobody could see where you live. Nobody 
even knew where you live the question of like what do you do for work or like where where do you live what didn't even come up like nobody ever had to know your car the car that you drive is invisible obviously this is all hypothetical because it's not going to happen but just imagine nobody can know any of that stuff would that thing still bring you as much joy and that's where you know like is the joy that is coming from that thing is that just coming from the validation of like other people seeing it and thinking that's really cool or they're doing really well or you've lived up to those expectations because the problem with that kind of happiness is it's very fleeting you might feel that joy for a moment when you get that validation um but it's not going to last the the long-lasting happiness comes from the things that truly bring you bring you joy and the things that you don't expect them to come from a lot of the time I think yeah I absolutely love that so basically we all need to get your free download <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so it- I feel like I'm learning so much from you this stuff is so interesting oh thank you yeah so the the download kind of takes you through those steps and you can actually like fill it in so hopefully that would be really helpful on just getting clear on those areas that you're really feeling that pressure and then I think once you know that you can be much more conscious of like every time you have a big decision to make or even a small decision like is this actually coming from me or is this coming from that pressure that I know I'm really susceptible to yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. And then in terms of um, when we were talking about fitting into a certain box and that our life doesn't fit into these neat, perfect edges um, and actually learning to embrace all sides of us, I guess it's a slightly different conversation to the pressures of, of society, but they do link together very nicely. Um, and actually just accepting, accepting that we are three-dimensional humans and we can have different sides for us, we can have different businesses, we can have different personalities, we can have different hobbies. How does that often show up with your clients? What kind of things, again, does that, what, does, does that stop them from doing or do people often struggle with? Like I said, me being a, an introvert and an extrovert, you mm. are two different types of businesses. Do, are there any kind of common areas that you see this this gray area or lack of gray area showing up um, quite often with your clients? Yeah, I think the people that I work with, it probably tends mostly to show up in work and then in like socializing. And I think with both those things, you almost actually with, with all areas of our lives, we almost like take on this role in that specific area. So like whilst you're at work, you put on like, a certain role for whilst you're at work and then when you are socializing with your friends you might be the one that's like the fun one or the one that's seen as like the the one you can go to when you've got a problem or the one that's like really grounded and sensible or do you know what I mean there's like these different roles that you sort of put people into and I think a lot of the time then I will work with people that maybe will struggle with something that comes outside of that because they've spent so long sort of fulfilling that role either within their friendship group or within their family or within their work um that doing anything outside of that even if actually it's something that they would really enjoy or would be really good for them they struggle with kind of making sense of that I guess in themselves because it feels like it is outside of their identity in a way and I think that's where the idea of our identity needs to just not be kind of boxed in so much. Like, I think I'm such a, such a perfect example of it. Like you said, I'm like, do have two businesses. They aren't necessarily 
completely linked like yes I work with similar people in both of them and and the skills that I have from one definitely come over into the other but realistically one of them's a creative role and one of them's like a mental health and psychology kind of role um but that's fine um and I think I think it's when when people feel like the two things don't marry together whether that's um part of their personality a hobby hobbies that they enjoy um things they enjoy talking about one that I have spoken to quite a few women about is like well because a lot of my friends see me as kind of the fairly quiet like reserved or like I like getting dressed up and going out kind of person I then feel like if I was to suddenly start I don't know talking about politics or expressing my opinion on like feminism or something that it it just feels so incongruent that I feel like I can't do it even though it actually does really matter to me um so yeah and a lot of this sounds like we give ourselves labels mm. and even I think that really fuels having like a perfectionism mindset even like labels about I don't know if you're a vegan or whatever it almost forces you to be like a hundred percent this type of person and then as soon as you do something that isn't completely aligned to that label you've given yourself you almost feel like you're failing and you can't meet the expectations of being a vegan because you just yes. use a plastic bag because you forgot your recyclable bag or whatever it is yes absolutely and that's also where then progress doesn't happen because then people are, are very much like well if I can't fully commit to being that thing then I might as well not bother at all and actually it's like no of course not you can be partially that thing or you can you can take small steps towards it and that's still doing something it's still making a difference I think also with the labeling thing there's also an element that does come from again social conditioning and societal norms in that we kind of put these labels on that women should be like nurturing and polite and calm and sweet and make people feel comfortable um and so even even if that's not a label that we've put on ourselves personally there is an element of well then if we go outside that we feel like we're doing something wrong or um we're not kind of sticking to that box that society tries to put us in I guess and I'm sure it's the same with men um in terms of being assertive and like decisive and all that kind of thing if they if they feel like they come too far away from that then it's probably a similar story yeah it's so interesting mm. and in terms of like any advice or any anything you would in particular do with a client or you would advise someone to do if that is something they are struggling with yeah I think it again probably comes back to getting really clear on your values I think we've gotten to this point there's a researcher called Johan Hari and he says it really nicely he he researches anxiety and depression and specifically why anxiety and depression has been increasing in modern life um and his he talks about the concept of us having junk values and we all kind of know about you know you can consume too much junk food or you know consume maybe too much junk media but we don't necessarily talk about junk values and it, it's a really interesting concept that 
basically people that value money um, or wealth status and popularity are statistically less happy and more likely to be anxious and depressed than people that value relationships and human connection um, over those things. And I think that's really interesting. So when it when it comes to kind of dealing with those things, I think it's just being aware of that and thinking about how you can maybe get more of those values that are maybe not seen as junk values into your life. Um, we all need more human connection, I think. Yeah, I completely agree, especially after the last year that we've had. <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think the time when we probably feel those pressures the most to fit into those boxes of, you know, if you're a woman being polite, nurturing, calm, sweet, and for men maybe being like assertive, decisive. I'm just coming up with these words, by the way. They're not. They're not like um, proven no, words from anything, but how like we see society not even see ourselves but yeah that's yeah that's for sure portrayed in the media that's how they're portrayed on films and definitely yeah but yeah. I think I think the time that we feel that the most is when we are not as connected to the people around us like the other thing with modern life is that we've really I feel lost that sense of community that we probably used to have and so it's much easier to sort of really feel that pressure on us as an individual to fulfill like those expectations or live up to certain standards or fit into those boxes because everything's become much more kind of individualistic and much more like um like the question has become more what can I do for myself or what can I get from this or what's the next thing that I want to achieve rather than what can I do for others what's the next thing I can do to help my community what's the those kinds of questions and I think by kind of doing things that build up that sense of community again and connect us more with others we hopefully will feel less of that pressure on us as one individual to live up to all those kind of standards and pressures yeah absolutely and and actually the difference between connection and human interaction in real life compared to mm -hmm. online and I mean, social media is great in so many respects. And, and funny enough, I've met the majority of my closest friends now actually yeah. on social media. So I can't slate it too much, but there is a huge difference. Even having a Zoom call with someone is, is very different to actually seeing them in real life and seeing their body language and actually being able to interact in a very different way. Yeah, definitely. And also even the difference between a phone call and a Zoom call. I know they're both still digital, but when you can see somebody's face and you can see their facial expressions and you can like look into their eyes and stuff, not in a creepy way, but Katie's like camera off. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it does make a difference, though. Um, and you, I feel like it also. It's easier to communicate and there's probably less chance for misunderstanding and for kind of taking something in a different way or perceiving something differently um so yeah just one thing on that as well is I think I think it was Johan Hari as well the same re researcher that I heard mention this that 54 percent of adult Americans now say that nobody in their life knows them well wow 
54%. So it's over half of Americans, adult Americans. So this is anyone 18 up. Um, I think it was a study of like 20,000 or 25,000 people. So quite a, quite a lot of people as well. And 54% of them said nobody in their life knows them well. Um, and also that I think it was around 45% said they have no, feel like they have no meaningful relationships in their life. God, that's actually so sad to hear. Yeah. And the, the majority of the people that said that were in the age bracket of 18 to 22. So mm-hmm. I find, I, I mean, I don't know what the connection is with that, but I, I wonder if it is something to do with increasing pressures and um, increasing use of kind of social media in that age group. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Mm. You with all of the stats, I'm highly impressed. <laughs> it's just listening to all the podcasts and I like stop and I'm like, oh, that's a great one. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh, they're so like impactful to actually hear the numbers behind yeah. what I think so many of us actually experience on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other thing on that, which might come back to the question you, you asked about what can people do on that? And what would I work through with clients? So obviously we've mentioned going through kind of values and building up awareness on it. Um, I would then also go through a series of, of kind of coaching related stuff that works through the cognitions behind it and kind of trying to rewire some of those thoughts that assume that this is how we should be and all that kind of thing. There's also even on that research piece that I just mentioned, um, it shows it's quite simple stuff actually can really make a difference and the number one thing is having meaningful social interactions with others on a daily basis um because that's enough to make you feel that connection with other people and then it brings you out of that kind of really individualistic way of looking at things where you're so focused on how you're doing in life and what's the next thing for you and what what if you don't achieve that thing instead you're then more connected and feel more of a sense of community um so doing something for another person is a big one and then also making sure you're having some kind of meaningful social interaction ideally at least once a day um i would highly recommend amazing really useful tips and actually hopefully something that's not too far-fetched that somebody could actually go away today and start implementing those things into their lives yeah for sure so my final question is one piece of advice that you would give your younger self because I know you said obviously you've gone through these things um when you were younger looking Mm -hmm. back what is the biggest piece of advice that you would either give yourself or you would give somebody struggling with with these pressures and expectations yeah I think I would can I have two things (laughs) go on then (laughs) um I think I would firstly I just sort of wish I knew about the notion of like core values and was just kind of aware of this stuff sooner so that I could sit down and take the time to notice what things I really feel pressure around, but what things I truly value and would truly make me happy. Because I think I didn't, I probably didn't even think about that until I was, I don't know, 23, 24, which isn't that old, but if, if I'd have been maybe 18 it might have been slightly easier but obviously you can do this at any point but I think that would just be my advice would be to actually really sit down and get clear on what your values are what things you truly think could make you happy um 
I think I would also say, because with, with the pressures that come from modern life and our peers and family and ourselves and everything, I think it can be really easy to get stuck in looking for perfect all the time and wanting to do things perfectly all the time to kind of hit those milestones and live up to those expectations. And I think I'd also probably just say like good enough is okay. Yeah. Um, so like if, if there's something that you're holding back from doing or you're procrastinating about, cause you think, oh, I just, I don't know if I can do it well today, or I don't know if I'm gonna live up to this expectation with it, just do it anyway, because at least you're doing it. Um, and the same with sometimes, again, I think there's another piece of research on this actually, that says people that always look for the best in everything, as in say you're going out to go shopping and you're looking for a shirt, the person that feels they have to go around every single shop trying on every shirt and then be able to pick the best possible one is more likely to be someone that gets very stressed, like gets very anxious, all that kind of thing, than the person that can go, go out and think, okay, I need a shirt. And as soon as they find one that's just good enough, they just get it and they stick to it that person's much more likely to have less stress and be less anxious in their life. So I think I would, yeah, I'd say have, have the awareness around it, um, get clear on your values and then realize that sometimes good enough is enough. And that will be enough to actually keep you moving forwards and to still like really enjoy life. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I'll let you have all of those as pieces of advice because they were great. I was trying to lump them in so that they were like kind of one piece, but yes, definitely multiple pieces. Um, yeah. And then just to round up, where can our listeners find you if they don't follow you already or, or know where to find you? Yeah, so um, probably, I mean, having just said all the bad things about social media, probably Instagram would be the easiest place. Um I'm trying not to be on it so much at the moment, but so my Instagram is I am Ellie Jade. Um, and you can also get the free download that we spoke about. I don't know, Katie, if you put that in the show notes or anything, or I can, it will be in the link in my bio of Instagram as well. So if not, you can just head there um, and check that out. And yeah, if anyone kind of wants to chat more about these things or has any questions, then please do drop me a message. I absolutely love discussing these things and chatting about them amazing well thank you so much it's been such an interesting and eye-opening conversation so yeah I really appreciate you coming on thank you so much for having me thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of you can do big things if you enjoyed this episode please rate review and share it really does mean the world and I absolutely love hearing your feedback you can find me on Instagram at Katie Sarah Forbes and on my website at katiesarahforbes.com. Until next time, sending you lots of love and speak soon.